0: You're listening to the Staffing at Tiffany's Experience, behind the scenes of household staff.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Staffing at Tiffany's Experience. I am your host, Tiffany Kinder, president and founder of Staffing at Tiffany's, joined by my co-host, director of placement, Andrea Brudig. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Tiffany. How are you doing today? Doing very well. Thank you. Yourself? I'm great. I'm excited. We have a great guest today, John Sobansky, who is a Los Angeles native and has been in the private service sector for close to 25 years. He is Director of Residences, and we're excited to have him on. Hi, John. How are you?
0: Good morning, ladies. How are you?
1: Great. I am in Nashville, Tennessee, and you're in sunny LA, aren't you?
0: I am. It's a beautiful Wednesday, 72 degrees outside.
1: So you've been in the private sector for 25 years and have held almost, 20. a lo- almost 25 years. Yeah. Um, how I'm, trying
0: to, I'm trying to make sure that I, I maintain my stay in my 40s as long as possible.
1: Me too. <laughs> forever, forever. <laughs> I know you have a, a degree in business management. and Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Can you just tell us a little bit about how you became director of residences and how you transitioned?
0: Well, I was, I was going to school, and this was the late 90s, early early 2000s. A friend of mine said, you know, you should, you should sign up with this agency. They, they can get you a great, you know, assistant gig, so you can, you can make a lot of money as a personal assistant, and you can go to school. Mm-hmm. This person failed to tell me is that when you become a personal assistant, you don't have a life <laughs> because you literally are that person's right hand. So I signed up with, with an agency here in Los Angeles and I was hired by this this prominent Hollywood family, the two producers, and I started assisting And somewhere within five months or so. They never, they didn't have an estate manager. And also, let's be honest, 20 some odd years ago, this role was still kind of unknown. Right? right? I mean, estate management wasn't something that we talk about like we do now. And, and so I started de- dealing with, with, with uh, various homes in Santa Barbara, then there was a home in Deer Valley, then there was a home in France, and, and they, started, they started using me for that. And unbeknownst to me, I was managing these estates, meaning I was hiring housekeepers, landscapers, various staff members. So I fell into it. And nobody ever grows up and says, hey, I want to be an estate manager. Right. <laughs> right.
1: No, they don't. So that was in the 90s. And
0: Actually, in 99, 2000, 2000. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. And then you went from being an assistant to managing five estates for an A-list Hollywood couple. Is this the couple that you're talking that's about cool. right now with the homes? Okay. Yes,
0: that's, that's cool. So they had, they had a beautiful home in LA and then they had another home in Santa Barbara in Deer Valley, the Northern coast of California. And then there was a home in France. So a lot of renovations, a lot of dealing with contractors and vendors. And, you know, I just happened to be a good people person. I knew how to put out fires and diffuse situations. So they just kept giving me more, more responsibility. And, and then, you know, that, that, that sort of tapered off when I I decided I wanted to go to law school. And so I told my principals that I don't want to go to law school. I think I'm going to, I'm thinking I'm going to take the LSAT. And when I did, that's when I left because I you know I figured oh I can't do this I have to f- focus on law school but you know when you're an adult going to school things happen I needed a job again I was working for this producer and he had a very prominent management company in Los Angeles and he and his partner of 20 plus years they had split and so I then started to help out with the management component mm-hmm. and then after a while after a couple of years 3 years I believe or so Things weren't working out, and I was approached by a family, by, by a lady who said, "Hey, I've heard great things about you. I have a house here in in Los Angeles. And I have a house in Florida. Would you come on board and work with me?" I said, "Sure, And so I left, and then I worked for this this lady, and then she and her she and her boyfriend at the time, then they got married, then they consolidated both of the properties, we went from two homes to four, then they had a baby, and so I was there almost thirteen plus years, and then. I left because, (laughs) which which I had trained the sibling of the lady of the house to run one of the homes because she was a bit of a let's see how does a handful so she wanted to kind of have them in there in there under under her scope, and so you know look when you when you set up a home and you know what you're doing and you and and the home is properly set up. You bring anybody in, you just kind of drop people in, right? I mean, if the home isn't expanding, if the family isn't expanding, you create a template, right? X amount of housekeepers, X amount of housemen, if you need them, drivers. So when you bring somebody on, and that's a, and it's running, it's pretty easy because it's just like a, you know running a running a business. And I think that's the other thing. I I think people that listen that hear what we do for a living. They don't understand that I run a company.
1: We want to give people the understanding of like what this is and like what you actually do. And you're so right, John. You you are. You're running a business under the empire of their 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 personal estates.
0: No, and, and, the, and the thing that the, the thing that makes our job that much more difficult than running a business in an office is we're in their sanctuary. We're in their privacy. We're 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 there when when things are happening that the public is, isn't privy to. And so it's not as easy as running a business, you know, you have to know how to maneuver waters, how to deal with personalities, how to deal with you know, staff. And so I, I always tell people that I, I'm pretty much like the CEO of a small corporation because, you know, the current the current family that I'm with, we have a staff of almost 30. I was just you know, going to say, that's a lot.
1: it's a lot because if you think about it, let's just say there's one client and you have to staff their home. Let's just say... Mm-hmm. They have, you know, a 16,000 square foot estate, uh, housekeepers, chef, nannies, houseman, butler, and the list goes on. So you're staffing that one home, but someone like yourself staffs multiple homes and abroad as well, a lot. So your role is like amazing.
0: I started with a full head of hair. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's,
1: you got to have it's, a good sense of humor too right
0: <laughs> oh let me, let me let me tell you I learned a long time ago a long time ago I don't enjoy my job I love what I do I mean I mean and I know that some people especially with you ladies where this is your your life you hear people say that you're like wow because I'm sure you have you have stories that you can share as well I love, doing what I, do. <laughs> I love doing what I do I mean I I I I love uh, the staff, the staff that I, that I work with. I, I, have been pretty fortunate. I've worked with a great, great team of people for great families, but it's not easy. You know, I mean, right now I'm, I'm, I'm managing the third largest home in Los Angeles County. It's over 70,000 square feet.
2: Is that the 22 acre compound?
0: Yeah, that's part of it. There's a, so the 22 acre compound is on the outskirts of town. Um, this is in, in Los in. Beverly Hills. It's around four or five acres, and it's you know one of the nicest families I've ever worked for. Just, just a lovely, lovely family. The staff is absolutely lovely, and but again, you're you're managing a boutique hotel. You're managing a. It's you know, and I will say something for all you listeners out there. When you when you hear about a formal household or you hear about formalities and you get very turned off by it. Go for the formal household because it's easier. Because when you're at a casual home, it's so much harder because, oh, don't worry about it. No, it's not a problem. Oh, don't don't worry about this. We can do this later. When you have a formal household, you know that these are the towels. These are the soaps. This is the service level. These are the plates that, you know. When it's an when it's a super casual home, which Los Angeles has become very much like that. Where, you know, I've I started the first family I worked for, which was very formal.
1: We've noticed that over the years. There's different people and there's it's just different personalities and it can get more casual, which does you're you're absolutely right. It's easier to staff more formal, like systematically, yes.
0: Hands down, you create your you create your service manual, you create your protocol, and and it's so much easier to train someone because everybody knows what to do. You know, when it's open like this, people start going, well, do I do this or do I do this or should I do this or should I do that? And that's when you, that's when it gets tricky where you have to know the principles, know what their, their likes and dislikes are and all that. And it's, again, it's, it really is running a, it's running a boutique hotel and focusing on the VIP clientele. You know, that's, that's how I, that's how I. Re- that's a good way. to Describe
1: it. That's a good way to describe it. How is director of residences different than an estate manager?
0: Well, an estate manager, and here's the other thing. I think you've also experienced that this term kind of floats around: house manager, estate manager, director of residences. And and I've seen resumes on my end, as well as you know, I'm sure you, obviously you right. have, but. The way that the school that I come from is, you know, your house manager is the interior of the house, right? The lead housekeeper, the the, the, the interior of the home. The estate manager is somebody who runs the entire operations of an estate, meaning a home, the grounds, uh, all of that. The director of residences is the person who oversees the multiple estates. So, the, so you, if you were to create like an org chart, you would have the director of residences up top. You would have the estate managers reporting directly to the director of residences. And then you would have the house manager, the maintenance manager, the, the chef, the, the, the driver, the butler, and all of them reporting to that given estate manager. And then it falls down in that type of a, a hierarchy. That being said, re- recently I've noticed that a lot of families will, will, will hire the director of residences. They won't hire an estate manager, but they'll hire the director of residences to oversee all of these homes. And we kind of work with this hybrid role of estate manager, director of residences, Right. And I'm sure you've heard the term hybrid role a
2: lot. Right? <laughs> I almost I, just
0: I right when right
1: right when you said hybrid, I, I think my hair stood up on my arm.
0: Any principals listening to this podcast, those hybrid roles will never work, ever. And the other thing is, I had a I had a principal once who, hand to God, asked me to find a candidate who can be a nanny slash light attendant. I'm making it up. And I remember I sat down with the principal and I said, okay, let's, let's, let's have a conversation here. Do you honestly think that somebody who wants to fly around the world is going to want to be cleaning a baby puke? These people don't exist. They, they just don't. We found someone.
1: Hence, found hence someone. there's always somebody that will say yes, Right.
0: But it's, it's a problem because it's, it's no different than, you know, it's no different than what's happening in the entertainment industry with actors and people working for nothing because people just want the job and they want the notoriety or they want the exposure. The problem is, you know, this is going to sound contradictory to what we do, but I tell my staff, especially if we're understaffed, you know, always provide the service always, but don't provide it too easily because then the principals will get used to it. And then what happens is you get overwhelmed and and that then that kind of transcends through throughout the entire model.
2: Right. John, we actually have a podcast that touches on that hot topic of hybrid roles if you
0: ever choose to listen to it. If you ever need if you're ever doing another episode, I have a few that I could throw okay. you away. Let me tell you, you know, so these did.
2: principles they seek retention and sustainability. And so the best thing we can do is say that if that's really a goal and it usually is, we steer away and steer clear of those hybrid roles so that the retention, we have a reputation staffing at Tiffany's has a reputation of placing with retention, sustainability, long-term placements. And so if we start accepting those hybrid roles, that will change that.
0: But you you know, what's interesting is again, not to date myself, but, but with the younger generation and, and this goes, even housekeepers, housemen, assistants, you know, I come from a world where the longer you're with a family or the longer you're at, at an, at an, at a, with an employer, the longer, the longer that, the better it looked. Now you have this, you know, the millennials and the Gen Zers, it's two years, one year. There is no, they don't see the, 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 the length of time with, with, with an employer as a, as a demerit or as a pejorative. Right. And I think that that, that just transcends into, into these, these, these roles because the principles, People who, how do I say this? Families that I've worked for that have had staff that have that, 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 and it's, and we're not going to use the term new money, old money, because it doesn't really matter. Cause you know, I, I, I work for, for old, old money where they're super casual. They're super laid back. They're super chill with flip flops and shorts. And that's what, that's their life. Meanwhile, I've worked for people that would have been new money where it's been very formal you know, ghost service, which is another term that we need to discuss where, you know, um, did you say ghost service, ghost service, where, which when I, when I hear, when I interview and somebody says, you know, we want ghost service. I'm like, I'm not your guy. Because these are people who have a zero zero. uh, There's no, there's no reality check. There's no such thing as ghost service. Well, Tell our listeners what
1: ghost service is.
0: So I worked for a family after working for that family for 13 plus years. And I left on my own accord. They, they were lovely. They paid me out a, 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 a a severance of I think eight or nine months. I mean, they were just amazing. Mm -hmm. And I decided, you know, I just didn't feel right. They were paying me a great salary. And that's another thing, you know, I, I come from a, you know, my parents were immigrants. My parents immigrated in the sixties from, 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 from Poland. And, and my, you know, my dad was a former Olympic skier who then became a truck driver. And my mother was a hairdresser. So I came, I am you know, the only kid. I came, I come from a home where it was all about your work ethic and, and integrity and, and honesty and all that. And I think that, that I left that family because I just didn't feel right staying there for I wasn't doing much. So I, I took on this new job, this new position through an agency here in LA. And I, the, the set, I met the, the lady of the house. I met the staff. I never met the, I never let, met Mr. until at my first day. And when I met Mr., I'm like, oh, this is just not the right fit. But I didn't want to just walk away. I'm like, I'll give it a few months. I'll, let, I'll, I'll see what I can do. And, and this family, they loved the yachting world. My, my house manager was a former chief stew. She was amazing. When I, when I tell you she was amazing, her service level, the way she set the table, the way she did it, Oh, my God. She was just fantastic. However, they wanted this 20,000 square foot home to run like a yacht. And they didn't want to see staff. And so I would say you don't understand on on, on a yacht, you you go to bed and there's a shift that cleans the decks, that cleans the public areas, that cleans all that. So when you wake up in the morning, it looks like a brand new boat. You don't have that option here because you don't have that capability of people working in the middle of the night around your room, around your yard, around your living room. So – but they insisted on ghost service. And here's a funny story for you, for, you, for you listeners. We were in the kitchen. There was a family there was a chef's kitchen, and then there was a family kitchen. And the family kitchen was simply just for the family. And the chef's kitchen is where all the prep would take place. We're standing in the in the family kitchen, and I'm standing there with the missus, and, and one of the housekeeper comes out of the out of the butler's pantry. She sees us and she head dives behind the island. And oh Mrs. looks God. at me. She goes, that just happened. I and I go. I, I think so. <laughs> so I pulled the housekeeper aside. I go. What are you? What are you doing? She goes. Well, we can't be seen. Like, what are you talking about? Oh my. Well, it has to be ghost service. They, they they can't see us around the house. And 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 you know. And this is where our job comes in to explain because you have cultural differences. You have different cultures, different different people, different upbringings, different socioeconomic backgrounds, right? And, and, and at the end of the day. And, I, and I, I'd like to believe this. And I, I, I still believe this, that the people that are in this industry, they want the principals to be happy. They enjoy serving, servicing the principals. They enjoy working in that home. And they, they find tremendous pride in what they do. And, and, you know, I always come in, even with the current family I'm with – I always come in. I'm one of them. You know, the, the bartender didn't show up. Guess what? I'm bartending. You know, we're, we have an event. They need to take their break. Who's in the bathroom cleaning. I am. Cause I mean, we're a team. And so, you know, that, that way my staff always knows that it's, I'm not just coming in and pointing fingers and directing because there are many, many candidates that I've hired that I've had to let go that come in and they just sit there and they just direct. And that's not what this is. You know, that's, sure there are times for that but that's not what this job is so going back to this housekeeper you know she was traumatized she felt that she couldn't be seen and i explained to them look you're going to be seen but there's a common sense component which again i've noticed that the younger generation it's lacking at times if somebody's on the phone let's just vacuum right in front of the principal what what are you doing somebody's on the phone If i'm at home I don't want. My, I don't. I wouldn't vacuum in front of if my partner or my family who would do that. If I'm having coffee or tea with friends at my house, I don't want. Why would I want somebody dusting? And that's what I've noticed is is missing a lot in today's generation. That orientation and, and knowing your room, knowing where you are, and understanding, you know, where your place is at that given time. So I think that it's ghost service component never works because. You, What do you think these plates are going to float onto your table? Right.
2: Given your extensive experience and thank you for sharing some of those fun stories with us. What trends do you foresee in the private service sector in the coming years?
0: I've come to find hiring lately, especially knowing that we have this shortage of housekeepers, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a mass, mass shortage of housekeepers in Los Angeles and these salaries that these people are asking for just exuberant salaries. And and again, I'm not I'm I've I've always been on the side of I rather pay for the better for the more experienced candidate and get that service than pay less and then have to spend months on training this person on what's what's needed.
1: Absolutely. Well, John, thank you so much for your time today. This is—I know this is—this is just a very intriguing role for many people. So I'm glad, you know, we could just really get a more of an insight into it. And your advice is like invaluable. Like it just.
0: Oh, thank you. No, I I just—you know—I hope I don't scare people off because it's a wonderful. I love. I love. Look, I. I love what I do, and I think that, and I think that I've been fortunate to work with some great families the family I'm working with currently is just amazing. And it's a great, it's a, it's a great niche career to be in. I didn't, I didn't see that for years for years. I didn't get it. And the older I got again with age comes some wisdom.
2: And we share your passion, John, (laughs) Tiffany and I share your passion. And really with a trained eye and 20 to 26 years of director of placement, that service heart is real easy to recognize in an interview process. If you have a service heart, we see that. And so thank you so much for your time today.
0: 100%. Thank you so much, ladies.
2: Thank you, John. Have a great day.
0: Thank you for listening to the Staffing at Tiffany's Experience. Please share our podcast and stay tuned for more episodes. Visit us at StaffingAtTiffany's.com.